0: Welcome to Fort Hood Spotlight, keeping you in touch with what's happening on the world's largest military installation, Fort Hood, Texas.
1: Welcome to Fort Hood Spotlight. I'm Daryl Leonard, and today I'm speaking with the 3 Corps Command Sergeant Major, Command Sergeant Major Arthur L. Coleman, Jr. How you doing, Sergeant Major? Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me today.
2: This is a great opportunity for me to be able to share whatever I can as far as information flow and just to be able to talk to soldiers and their families. So thank you for having me.
1: Sergeant Major, what would you like to say to the people of Central Texas?
2: Well, first of all, I want to say thanks for all the support that we receive back here. Central Texas people and the community as a whole are just great, and I can't think of one thing, one time that we needed something, whether it was some type of resources or whatever, that the
1: folks back here didn't support us. Now, working with so many enlisted folks down there, you accomplished a lot of things. Is there one thing that stood out in your mind about all the things you accomplished during your time downrange? Well, there's actually so many, a lot of achievement from the Corps and all of the other
2: units that represented the command itself. But one particular that stand out uh, was able to build the, the Iraqi security forces up to 600 plus thousand as well as the election I think was a huge success which those two alone was able to add stability to the country itself as well as move in the directions which we are now which is less violence, less contacts throughout the day. contacts I mean some type of IED, direct fire, those type of things there we was able to see that come to fruition so that was in a nutshell would probably be the best that I can think of
1: How would you assess your soldier? performance?
2: Absolutely wonderful. Across the board, we had soldiers, sailors, airmen, and marine, and a few Coast Guardsmen. And I would say all of our U.S. service members, men and women, performed magnificently across the board. You can really sense that our soldiers, sailors, airmen, marine, and Coast Guardsmen were very prepared for the mission itself. I can't think of one time that I noticed their election and performance across the board just fabulous. What did you
1: take back from that experience?
2: I took back that team building is probably the one thing that, that I would like to take back and say, if there's one part of training that we could probably always never forget is the team building aspect of it. So critical to our operation, to our formations out there, team building. The way our formations were structured, uh, North, South, East, and West, you really have to be able to build a team because you don't really get a chance to see your subordinates unit a lot. So when you do have an opportunity to battlefield circulate,
1: to be able to
2: lay eyeballs on those units, it makes a difference how well you've built a team even before you leave in the States.
1: Is there any lessons learned that you're able to translate back here now that you're back stateside? Well, I would say there's several,
2: and I talked about one earlier, and that's the team building aspect. You really get a chance to see that downrange. But the other one would be our training and how well our units are trained. It goes back to the fact that our battery troop commanders, company commanders, and our battalion commanders really seem to understand the mission itself. Our senior non-commissioned officers and non-commissioned officers as a whole really adapt Adapted to from a full spectrum operations to operation a new dawn to be able to turn like that says great volume for our non-commissioned officers and our officers and our commanders as well across the board so the one thing I take back in the training that we got to continue to keep that stay on top of our training make sure that all soldiers understand the commander's intent and that would be another one that i would add to that category the commander's intent is so important because it does change mm-hmm. because the mission changes soldiers leaders Subordinates understand the commander's intent. It's a lot easier for them to adapt to a changing operation.
1: Sergeant Major, now that you're back stateside, the op tempo has changed a little bit. Where do you see the Corps going in the future?
2: Well, we're going to continue to obviously train. We have to be ready. And there's always some evil force out there, no matter where it is, where it's going to pop its head up. We as a force, we as a Corps, will be ready to answer the nation's call. Make no mistake about it. I would say my focus would be the NCO development and continue to work on junior non-commissioned officers as well as our seniors as well to develop our non-commissioned officers so that when that time comes, they can and will be able to adjust and adapt and be able to perform our nation's mission.
1: Sorry, Major, we want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule and speaking with us today. I
2: thank you so much again and take this opportunity again to say thanks to all the support that the Corps received downrange. You just have to be in my shoes to be able to see it, touch it, feel it, to be able to see exactly that that the great people of the Central Texas community, what they've done. Not only that, but all of our, our spouses that was back was able to uh, see their support as well. And so to our soldiers, I ask that you keep your heads up, continue to look forward as we continue to adjust and to be able to answer our nation's call when it does call.
1: I'm Darrell Leonard. And I've been speaking with Command Sergeant Major Arthur L. Coleman, Jr. He's the three Corps Command Sergeant Major. Sergeant Major, we appreciate your time once again. Thank you so much.
0: Fort Hood, get ready for internationally recognized motivational speaker, author, and communication skills expert, Pamela Jett. Fort Hood's Equal Employment Opportunity Office invites you to attend a professional development seminar called Creating a Positive, High Energy Workplace Thursday, May 26th from 8 until 4 in the Club Hood Grand Ballroom. The small cost will also get you your choice of fried chicken, roast beef, mashed potatoes and gravy, and more. Make your reservation today by calling 287-3602. That's 287-3602. Get Get ready.
3: Get wet.
1: It's Waterfest. Your summer starts with a blast at Waterfest, June 4th and 5th at Flora. Waterfest means petting zoos, pony rides, inflatables, water slides, and swimming at Sierra Beach. There's even mountain bike riding trails, watercraft fun, and plenty of great food. Waterfest, open to the public, open for fun, June 4th and 5th. Belton Lake Outdoor Recreation Area. Start your summer right at Waterfest. More info at 287-2523. Waterfest. Spotlight.
0: Welcome back. I'm joined in the studio today with Mr. Noel Webster from one of the brand new patient-centered medical home care centers in Harker Heights. Welcome well, to our studio. Um, there's three what I call clinics that are opening uh, off post. Um, tell me about the three new uh, facilities.
4: Yes, well, as you said, uh, I have the uh, practice at Harker Heights. Uh, Rick Montalongo is a group practice manager for the clinic in Copper's Cove. And in uh, in Colleen, we have Jay Stone as the group practice manager. So there's three clinics that are community-based. These clinics are for active duty family members that live off-post in those communities and pretty much based on the zip codes they are in. So for instance, my area can cover uh, Nolanville, Belton, uh, Salado, as well as Harker Heights. Copper's Cove can even go west to Lampasas and Kentner.
3: Okay.
0: why the push for these off-post facilities at this point?
4: Um, basically, it's to allow better access and availability for the activity duty family members. As we are increasing the size and population um, on post, it sometimes gets crowded, uh, less access. We'll actually have 105 new employees total for these clinics with seven providers at each clinic. And so uh, we'll be able to have 8,000 people enrolled in each clinic. So 24,000 people that will actually be seen off post. So that frees up some more space for on post for the, the people that still live on post and, and the active duty family members.
0: What services are you going to be offering?
4: Uh, we'll have seven providers for family care. And the good thing is is that this is team-based as a patient-centered medical home. So each provider will have three exam rooms and they'll also have uh, two uh, licensed practice uh, nurses that are the team. And so as you as an active duty family member, and you and your family, to include children, can have a primary care manager, that team, you can see them all the time and uh, work with them. On top of that, we have a pharmacist, and for the first time, we'll actually have refill capability in our clinics. Um, We also have uh, something that's new, and that's having behavioral health in the clinic. We have a laboratory with very good uh, testing capability that can be done there. And we have triage nurses and care coordinators. So they're helping you in your care throughout the whole hospital system, but also helping you in getting your appointments when needed.
0: Does that mean that there's going to be any special co-pays that we have to pay?
4: Absolutely not. We're an extension of Darnell Medical Center, so all that care is free.
0: Now, how are soldiers going to be able to register their family members to use these clinics?
4: What they can do is go to the Tricare uh, Service Center and talk to the Humana uh, group, and they will actually uh, allow uh, those people that are off post to go ahead and transfer to those clinics. And then those people that are coming in through PCS, if they're in those neighborhoods, then they'll be automatically assigned to those clinics when they get here.
0: Now, will the process change for making appointments?
4: Uh, No, actually what we will do is still use the 288-8888 phone number. They'll be dedicating those appointments for those primary care providers, that team that you have.
0: Now, Mr. Webster, if you can tell us when these uh, facilities are going to be opening and their locations.
4: Copper's Cove and Harker Heights uh, grand opening is the 17th of May. Mine will be at 10 o'clock and Copper's Cove will be at 2 p.m. and everyone is welcome to attend that. And for the one in Colleen, it will be in the July timeframe. All
0: right, some really good information. Thank you so much for sitting down with us today.
4: It's been an honor, Angie. Thank you.
0: I'm Angie Malone for Fort Hood Spotlight. Child Youth and School Services wants to remind all Fort Hood moms and dads the tot shop is open. Slots are available for children aged 12 to 23 months at Fort Hood's Child Development Centers. With rates lower than off post and 20% discounts for families of deployed soldiers, you should probably sign up today. Registration info at hoodmwr.com. Click on Child and Youth. Two more Child Development Centers will be opening on post this summer with nine centers opening over the next two years. More info, hoodmwr.com.
1: Welcome to Fort of Spotlight. I'm Darrell Leonard. I'm joined by Miss Victoria Wolford from the Three Corps and Fort Hood Health Promotion Office. She is the Functional Fitness Coordinator. What is a Functional (laughs) Fitness Coordinator? That's a new term to me.
3: Well, to tell you what I do, I actually have to tell you a little bit about the program at Fort Hood. Functional Fitness came about because of leadership's desire to actually, in the past, soldiers have trained push-ups, sit-ups, run, because that's what they're tested on. They've found that that creates a lot of long-term injuries, overuse. Leadership has found over the years that they're not as fit as they need to be when they're in combat. Leadership here at Fort Hood have gotten together and looked at different programs to figure out what works to prepare soldiers for combat and they came up with functional fitness. It's a fairly new term in the world, but it's spreading very quickly Mm -hmm. uh, with programs like CrossFit, SEALFIT, there's militaryathlete.com that promotes functional fitness. The Marines have really grasped the concept. I mean it's starting to really spread across the services.
1: What is the goal to make this become an army wide program?
3: That is the ultimate goal. Our short term goals are to establish the program here at Fort Hood and to be able to make a difference in the fitness of our soldiers when they return from combat and during those deployment cycles to make sure that they're recovering, that they're fit for combat, both when they're there and when they come back.
1: Does it only deal with the physical?
3: Well, it is a very holistic approach. We address the physical domain, the mental toughness, nutrition is also addressed in our program, and things like goal setting. It's very comprehensive is
1: it done with the units or individuals
3: well both we have programs um, such as the functional fitness classes that we teach at Harvey gym and anybody with a DoD ID card can come and join us for that and then we teach soldiers specifically in our unit functional fitness trainer course it'll be a 40-hour course targeted for junior NCOs actually NCOs at all level and junior officers those are the people that are crucial in planning and leading and executing PT so those are the people that we want to train how to do that with functional fitness concepts.
1: It sounds like civilians can be involved in this as well.
3: Civilians can come to our classes at Harvey. We have civilian volunteers. We have soldier volunteers who also help teach classes. And we have the, well, of course, when we teach soldiers, then of course, we're impacting the units. We found that previously for the last several months, we had a program where we would teach groups of soldiers for PT in the morning. And it was very good that we were reaching the masses, but we simply didn't have the resources to reach the masses. So that's when we came up with the trainer course. And we decided that if we're training the people who train the masses, we can reach more people more quickly, more efficiently, and have quality trainers out there in the units actually doing our work for us.
1: How does this differ from the Army used to have the Master Fitness program?
3: We're still teaching something like Master Fitness Trainer at Fort Hood Troop Schools, and that's the Commander's Total Fitness course. What we're teaching them is on top of the traditional Army physical readiness training. It's a more functional approach at this point. It's a little more specialized, but we're basically here to promote that and to be able to prove over time that functional fitness is what prepares our soldiers best for for combat conditions.
1: How can this program help civilians?
3: This program can help civilians in that they can come to us for group functional fitness training. What they'll get from our trainers in the classes at Harvey is training on functional fitness, the same as what soldiers are getting. Anybody can train as an athlete. Anybody can train at their level. The exercises are scaled. If you have a beginner going from basically couch to 5K, they can start there. In the same group, at the same very class, we can be training elite athletes, because Everyone's doing the same workout, but at their own individual level.
1: How would you define functional fitness?
3: Functional fitness is real movements that we use to get things done in everyday life, such as pushing, pulling, sitting, standing, jumping, picking a toddler up, bending down to reach and pick something up. Functional is multi-joint movements. It's not isolating any one particular muscle group. And we make sure that everything you do is it's essential to life. We do believe that this program when done correctly and when taught correctly is a great way to prevent injuries because we do emphasize mobility and stretching, recovery, preparation. We do emphasize those safety aspects of it. And it is safe when done properly and it's effective. When you're doing natural movements for your body, That's we're moving the way our, our bodies were designed to move. We're just, so we're strengthening them in that same way.
1: For someone who wants more information about how they can get involved, where can
3: he go? They can call me at Okay. or they can email me at victoria.wolford at us.army.mil.
1: Victoria, we want to thank you for stopping by and sharing that very important information with us, and we think folks need to go out there and take advantage of this program.
3: Well, thank you very much.
1: Spotlight is a production of Three Corps Public Affairs. I'm Daryl Leonard.